0: Hello, everybody. Uh, Thank you for joining us on this week's uh, podcast. Uh, Hello, St. Matthew's United Methodist Church and those of you who are gathering with us online, or maybe not a part of our local congregation. Uh, We're so excited to have you. Uh, I'm Pastor
1: Kelly. And I'm Pastor Dave. And this week we're discussing... We're talking about the pieces of our story that are also part of our call, Yes, our call into ministry.
0: We're going to (laughs) debunk, demystify, and do all the cool stuff with it. I'm gonna remember the light this time okay, right away. Okay. And we go. There we Let's go. Let's go. Awesome. So you started with verses this week. What verses did you
1: preach on? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was the it's... Sons of Thunder. <laughs> well, it's the it's the uh passage where where Jesus is starting to collect his disciples together. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to the both to Zebedee and and both of his sons, James and John. Yep. And then he gets uh Peter and I'm blanking on the other one. Yeah. <laughs> the got, other one brothers, of, Andrew, there you one go. One of the Andrew. Other ones, yeah. Andrew and Peter brothers uh, out of their boat and the the remarkable thing about the story is that both sets of brothers just drop what they're doing, you know, drop the nets that are in their hands mm-hmm. and get out of the boat and just start to follow Jesus. Yeah. And what a remarkable story um th- that is both s- you know, wonderful and powerful and scary when we really think about it. Yeah. To think about that we can be called, that God can, can Christ can work in our life and that we literally drop, you know, the careers that we've created, the, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, our living situation, whatever it might be at the time, just put that down and say, okay, I'm going to follow Christ now. I'm going to do something, you know, 180 degrees different than what I've been doing. Right. Um, is really scary because we put so much effort into building our lives mm-hmm. and being intentional about building our lives in the way that we want them to be, mm-hmm. and to think that God could come along and pull us out of those lives um, is is scary. Uh, yeah, for for all. Well, let's be honest, for all of us.
0: I think there's a, and it's funny we we did all this talking. Before we started, about the things we we're going to talk about. And I had just a totally different thought as you're sitting there talking. Well, that's cool. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see in a second. Uh, but, but I, um, you know, when we talk about scary, we talk about fear, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about, um, you know, the brothers leaving their father in the boat. Um, and for me, like, context is important, right? There's all this context about like what it meant to have a rabbi call you to follow them and and what that meant in their society and and how they had all been rejected already and and by the by the other rabbis um, but for me like there's this there's this concept right when Jesus calls us that i think there's in and the application which we're talking about this week right there's a literal physical thing where they have now entrusted their livelihood their their lives, the food, the safety, like purpose, all of the things in a moment in in that gospel recollection, right, is is they have submitted. Mm -hmm. Now granted they 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 go through some, you know, growing pains and mom shows up later with those guys and, and the things, but like there is this um complete relinquishing of control. To submit to the purposes of Jesus and what Jesus is mm-hmm. teaching them to do. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, um there's this thing that I grew up a lot with, and I would hear a lot of the oohs and ahs of what it meant to be someone who just like fully trusted God and would just go do stuff. And it normally would be taught to me or explained to me with pastors with missionaries, Mm -hmm. and then it would have some attachment to some very big, grandiose, quote-unquote, successful thing that defied logic. Um, And very rarely was it somebody's life-changing day-to-day or moment-to-moment or purpose-changing. But but to your point, lastly, I'll say this, is to fully relinquish control... To submit to God and say, "Hey, I'm willing to go where You lead," and to submit to a life where we're not perfect, we don't have full understanding, but we're willing to learn and to and to grow and to be taught. Um, in my opinion, is everything opposite of what sin. And and wo- like that trauma, those wounds teach us, right? Because mm-hmm. it's all like survival, self reliance. And in a moment, Jesus calls these people and they go, Oh, relying on you now. Like, teach me the things. Uh and I love it. Yeah. I just think it's fantastic. Right.
1: Well, and I think we've both probably known people who take that idea very literally and maybe <laughs> to the extreme. Um, you know, to where they're they're just hypersensitive and and want God to speak to them all the time. And so they're constantly dropping their lives and and moving on and doing something mm-hmm. else and just being generally you know they they think they're being faithful and they're wanting to be faithful, mm-hmm. but they're they're um, chasing something that's maybe not there. God makes it clear, I think, when there's a call, sure, when God is talking to you and when God wants you to to do things, um, and our part needs to be the the willingness to listen and and learning how to listen. Um. I think those are are have to be part of the call too, or else we'll, you know, we just become flakes, you know, that'll do do this today and that tomorrow and <laughs> and we're not necessarily doing anything that builds up the kingdom or that finds the place where we belong in the kingdom. Um, it's just that we're being oversensitive and we want everything to we like the excitement maybe. Uh-huh. You know, because there's a certain amount of of charisma and excitement that, you know, you think you're being called by God. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that really kind of get you pumped up and get you, get you going yeah and, yeah and you know and we have those adrenaline junkies and and you know they have they uh uh occur in the Christian world, you know mm-hmm. in the religious world too, but what it looks like is you know today i'm you know okay oh, i'm gonna I'm gonna leave this job and I'm gonna go you know to India to be a missionary or whatever mm-hmm. um we think that is um and we get there and we're floundering and we're lost and we don't know what we're doing and we've you know're destitute at some point or right and uh you know you know what happens then do we you know yeah you know you're kind of stuck at that point um but call doesn't have to be all of that and we Mm -hmm. have to know ourselves well enough to know if we're if we are those adrenaline uh chasers yeah um you know recognizing that about ourselves and maybe partnering with somebody who can who can help us to hear together with me that partner was was my wife Mm -hmm. my pastor uh, I think that's probably more the rule um, than than not. Is that you have others that you trust, maybe other you know spiritually mature people in your lives who can help you to listen, right, and and can kind of help to keep you from from it becoming all about me. Because call can become all about me and mm-hmm. my high and my you know, and and we don't realize it because you know it's God, <laughs> yeah, it's God, and and uh, I want to do all of this, but. Uh, uh, it's different than that.
0: Yeah. I, I love that. I think mm-hmm. everything you're saying is, is really important. And, and there's a couple of things that like really are sticking out to me. One is, um, call is unique to your person. And like, what's, what's so st- awesome about that is it's like, you are the only, like, what's it, Dr. Seuss? Like you are the only you that has ever lived. Mm-hmm. So like, there's no one who's you than you, than you, right? Like, which is, Dr. Seuss was a great theologian. Yeah, right? Like, so when we say, like, uh, uh, it is, it, like, and in the wrong lens, I think, and I say wrong lens, I don't mean that to be harsh, but I think incorrect lens, or not a lens from God, it's very, it can seem very egocentric. hmm Or it can do the adverse, which I think is really damaging. Which is meaning you have to then go save the world, and if you don't do all the things that you're supposed to do, then there's souls in hell that are burning for all of eternity because you didn't say yes and you weren't on your A game. And it's like, pump the brakes. Uh, No, wait,
1: who's God here?
0: (laughs) Well, and like, right, and and two, like you you look at the gospel accounts, you read any parts of the scriptures, in my opinion, and you see God do incredible things. With creation he loves, right? A creation that God loves amidst their stumbling through. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like my goal right now, like in my older life, is to is to like have less bruises from stumbling than I did a year ago. Cause like hopefully like I learned something and I should wear a helmet. Mm-hmm. Um two. Um, so so right, so it's not about us it's not about me specifically but we have been called according to God's purposes mm-hmm. and so that relinquishing of control right that submission to God in that is and i this is where i've like had you know insert decade of different churches different pastors different theologies different denominations uh where everybody has a different take on what that means right Right. Like there's all these different things. There was, I was taught in shame filled communities. I was taught in like no accountability community. I mean, like it, it, every end of the spectrum. And so I think something you said that's really critical is, um, and this is again, like this doesn't mean it has to be for you this way. Um, but for me, what was always and has always been the most beneficial is that I go to people I trust. That I know love the Lord, um, and I know love me, and are for me, and they have no agenda with me other than trying to help me understand what I'm supposed mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. That is very difficult to find, um, and there's a little bit of a challenge here, is part of our calling as believers is we are to be looking for opportunities to be this for people. We are safe spaces to encourage them to be in community with them and to and to create space for people to figure stuff out. That's, in my opinion, like Mm -hmm. before we get into all like the the you know prophets or pastors or or clergy or like do you go help in a prison ministry? Do you go help feed the home? Like whatever the organizational part of that or the really intentional like lived out specific thing is, I think if you go further, like you come back to more the default, which is. Loving people and loving God well and intentionally doing that, this is something that is really important. Mm -hmm. You know, like I have a son who's here with us today. Uh, He's not in the room though. Um, Who Dave is already a person that I would trust because at some point I'm his dad. I'm going to be like, You're not doing that, man. No, I'm not cool with that. And and I'm going to need people who support me, sure. who support my son, sure. who are going to create that space for him where he's like, "Hey, I think I'm hearing this," and it can't just be me and his mom. Maybe it can be, but I would hope that there's
1: more people than that. Well, I mean, we're always struggling, and I know that we've talked about this before, but we're always struggling between the individual stuff, you know, the the stuff that says, "I'm," you know. I'm the ultimate decision maker. I'm the you know ultimate in my life, which is not what God has called us to. God's called us to be in community, mm-hmm. and so when we're living in community, then we can find those people that you're talking about, right, um, to help us. And if we're doing it right, it's obvious who they are in our in our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of time, it's it's just obvious, right, um, who they're going to be and who we're going to turn to. But you have to you have to put yourself in those communities, and you have right. to consider yourself part of that community, and see that uh, as being where God is calling you to be. Um, that then gives you the bigger call or or helps direct you, uh, you know, throughout your life. Then,
0: yeah, that, and that's debunk number one. The the first debunk is when we talk about calling, right? Um, I think that that to the individual, to, to different people in different places and how that manifests and how they understand that. It's always going to be unique and different. But a thing that I would, maybe a hell that I'd fight on is um, one of the things that I think is a part of that, no matter what you feel like you're called to do, is in that community is to be those types of people to each other.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that is that is a- Giving and receiving. Yes. Yes.
1: You're always giving and receiving. You're on both ends of that.
0: Yep, that's a foundational thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jesus lives it out in community with people as an example to us of, you know, I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but I'm thinking of when He's lying on the cross, and He says, you know, behold your mother, Mm -hmm. because He's making sure that the community is taking care of His mom as He departs, Mm -hmm. because that's an important thing. And so there's this but they're in community together and like Jesus is also like entrusting her care. They're not just random strangers on
1: the street. And and tune in for to next week's podcast where we'll be talking a lot more about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. I'm glad I spoiled it. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, I wanna uh uh so we are both clergy. Uh and we are Methodist clergy. And for the uninitiated, uh what that is, I don't wanna say fancy terminology, but what that's terminology for is that uh Dave and I have both gone through what is called a, the process where we heard a specific calling to become pastors. Uh Dave is an elder. I am what's called a licensed local pastor. Uh the difference there is Dave is smart and I am <laughs> working on it. Uh <laughs> the jury's still out. Uh and uh uh so so, in that um part of our current perspective on when we talk about calling, is also heavily influenced, I think, at least for me, in, in that kind of pastoral lens. Now, again, to debunk this, to demystify this, and to not like make it this big, grandiose thing, um, you can be called to doing ministry your life is ministry. Your your life lived out for the purposes of God and relationship with God is ministry. You don't have to be a pastor to do that. Right. You don't have to be an elder to do that. You don't have to be a, a deacon clergy. in our context. You don't right. have to be literal like clergy where it's mm-hmm. your vocation. Mm-hmm. Um, what Dave and I—and I, I, I and I'm not trying to speak for you, but, but what I have reconciled with all that is this is how I currently, in this season of my life, as I understand— <laughs> As God has called me, and it was validated by a group of my peers mm-hmm. in counsel and then through a furthering process of discerning people who have also committed their lives in this context. Um, that this is how I serve the world. Mm-hmm. This is the the current quote unquote fullest expression of my personhood as I have submitted to God and God, God, use me as you would, as you have called me. And this is where I currently am. Um, I think one of the things that's so scary about that, um, and I'll talk about this on the back end, which is um, my understanding of clergy is not that this is a permanent gig. It might be, um, and I don't have any like current like desire to stop being a pastor. Um, but what I what I have submitted to is this idea or this concept or this belief that um, God, you will use me as you see fit, and you tell me. and And part of my reflection is just if it's when if it's still time, tell me, and if it's not, tell me. Um, and the scary part of that is. Everything that I know that I came to or came up in was you have to figure it out so that you can be stable, so you can have money, so you can have the house, you can provide for everybody, and then you can retire, and then you can die with dignity. That was the whole plan. Mm -hmm. And Instead, what God has offered me is I'll tell you where to go, and I'll tell you what to do and i'll go with you and i'll go with you and you won't be alone um and yes god has provided for our needs um but but in that like one of those is all about me figuring it out mm-hmm. and one of those is in relationship with god and with my
1: spouse and with people i care about figuring that out right well and even being being clergy i mean there's there's a whole system in place right. and there's there's support uh, all around us to help us uh, to to listen to God and to say, okay, well, this is where you're gifted, and this even as a clergy person, I mean, we're gifted differently, right, than each other. So there's places where we we fit better mm-hmm. uh, than others. So there's places that we're called to, and then you know more so than than others. And so that calling, even though we're clergy, um, uh, isn't just us saying, you know, I have to divine you know, God's will right? all on my own. And it's all up to me. And, you know, if I screw it up, then I screw up, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, You know, with the, 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 this, the thing with the church is there's a whole system there and we're working mm-hmm. together. Um, and if everybody's working toward uh, building the kingdom, as Jesus teaches us to, then mm-hmm. we're all on the same page. Then, uh, you know, w- we get to hear things that maybe we don't want to hear. But but that are coming from God, you know clearly. Even though we don't want to hear those things, yeah. Um, but that that system helps us to do that uh, together. Not that it's perfect by any stretch, um, but I mean it's there for for it not to just be uh, on on me as an right. individual, right? Uh, to do that, um, but to find that that communal kind of fit mm-hmm. and that communal kind of place where we're supposed to be. And yeah. as you know, as you know, we're talking a lot about clergy, and I understand that you know uh, most of our viewers are not going to be clergy, right? You know, but God calls us to be part of a faith community in general. God calls us to love our neighbors in general. Mm-hmm. Those, those calls never go away. I mean, that's never going to change. God can call us to work in a specific ministry um, while we're working a job, while we're raising a family. God is calling us to those things as well. Right. Um, God's not necessarily calling us to, to leave leave you know the, the career that we've chosen behind. Perhaps that career is the place where you fit. Uh, perhaps that mm-hmm. career is a place where you can you can be God's voice uh, in the business world. Right. Um, and there's you know that's gosh how how important is that? Um, you know that's an that's an honorable um, and important call and it's a fulfilling a role within the kingdom. Um, just, you know, just as much, and maybe more, than being mm-hmm. being the the guy who's up in front <laughs> on Sunday mornings, you know.
0: Yeah the 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 thing that's really important about calling as word right discussing vocation, um, for me, like what's really important for people to understand, including myself, as I continually work through this too. Like like I I'm not gonna speak for Dave, but like this idea that I have arrived and that all of a sudden it all makes sense is so ludicrous like no like i i am in a place of like this is how i currently understand it mm-hmm. and i'm doing the best i can mm-hmm. uh and and we'll get there uh it'll 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 be great um but i i want to talk about it and also in the context of purpose and so if there are parts of a person that are unfulfilled because god is calling them specifically and uniquely to a purpose to be lived out in a communal context. And when we say community, I think it's important, for me at least, I, I would summarize that. There's a, there's a spiritual community to be a part of, and that's the support structure we're talking about, where people like, you know, this isn't, I'm not talking dualism. I've learned plenty of spiritual things from people who are not, do not share the faith, the same faith as me, and have been incredible encouragement, right? Mm-hmm. what I'm talking about is like, when people have a similar worldview, and lens, there's there the hope right is that their support they're going to give you and it's going to be in this context right of like oh that's not stupid that's not ridiculous right it's it's God right but um but two like if you have if you're living a life where you have no clue what God is calling you to as an individual in that context um. You know, it, it it's important to learn how to listen to that. It's important to surround yourself with people who who will encourage you. If you hear this podcast or watch this podcast, and you're like, "Hey, I want to find out more," email us or Dave, email Dave. <laughs> uh, you know, um, you find it on our website. Uh, but 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 those are I want to encourage too. In um, we talk about this, I think, a lot of times as a gospel issue, because I think it is right. We're, we're unfulfilled life. Mm-hmm. right if the purpose is not lined up with mm-hmm. god um then it will be unfulfilling um or purposeful right um but i'm i'm pushing a little here i'm giving a little bit of a nudge in the sense of like clergy is not the goal I, the, the, it's like we are not the supreme part of this i am not the uh I don't understand it all, and I haven't arrived because God was like, well, when you get to here, then you can do this. Um, I think I've said this to you before. I have always been a shepherd and an encourager Mm -hmm. and an includer. Um, Like Me being a pastor as my vocation is a further discernment of as I understood my purpose, like myself in the most natural state of me being my being. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you're listening to this and you're like going, oh no, I don't know what's in my guts. I don't know what I really care about, and I don't know like what I really feel drawn to. This is what we're talking about with calling. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where like talking with people you know, asking them what they see. People you trust, uh, not some random stranger on the street (laughs) or the poor person behind the the till at HEB who's getting your groceries. And this is where you ask God, and you, you know, maybe that looks like you know listening to worship songs or praying or journaling or or reading your scriptures or whatever that might look like. It's doing the best you can to have a posture of receiving and and being humble and being taught. Um. Because that is important where we'll put a little bit of pressure here of um, you are the only you mm-hmm. and God cares about you and wants and wants to live out relationally with you a life that is fulfilling. I didn't say super great 401k. I didn't say all the health. I didn't say like perfect, everything's great all the time. I meant like you will have purpose and fulfillment.
1: Um, and that's a, well, and I don't think you can do all of that on your own either. Nope. Um, so for me, you know, being that individual who's out there, who, who's maybe hearing this right now and thinking, well, I've got to figure that stuff out, Mm -hmm. but who's not part of a community of faith of some sort. Right. Um, I don't see how you do that. Nope. Uh, it, it just gets really, really hard to do that. But if you're, uh, so maybe step one is find a community of faith that is one that you can fit into mm-hmm. um, that is, uh, uh, you know, where you feel when you, where you know that God is present or, or maybe you're, you don't know how, you know, what that feels yeah. like. Um, so you start at just the church that's closest to you or, mm-hmm. or something, something of that nature. Uh, but you got to have that community. You got to become part of that community and get to know people there um, who can then help you kind of flesh, this Mm -hmm. stuff out. Um, I think you got to start there.
0: Yeah. And, and, and just like you said, and, and in that as well, like it's in the meantime, I hate that phrase, but, but I think it's important. And, And in the meantime, loving God at the best of your ability, loving yourself well, and loving others well is a great place to start. Being intentional about living that out, and, and nothing that we're saying is contradictory
1: to any hundred of, any, any of that. Any so, of
0: that. so when we, I'm talking about purpose, and and mm-hmm. if you're like, I'm unfulfilled, like why? Like that's where you start.
1: Well, and that <laughs> I love, I love that um, you're talking about that feeling of discomfort, um, that that's within us, that that feeling that something's not right, mm-hmm. uh, something's not complete. Uh, you know there's I'm made, maybe it's I'm made for something more than you know what I'm doing now or those kind of things I, you know that's the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. that works within us that is nudging us to become the person you know the phrase I love is to become the person God has created us to be yeah uh, because God has created us uh, to be fulfilled I mean that feeling of fulfillment um, is telling us that we're using our gifts, we're using the tools that we've been given in ways that honor uh, God and honor creation. Right. And that that feeling of contentment and feeling and fulfillment and peace that we get with that is when everything's kind of lining up together. Yeah. Which is what God wants for all of us. Every person that God created right. <laughs> has that need uh, for that kind of peace and that kind of fulfillment. Yeah. Um, and and this this talk of call then is you know how we receive that and then how we fit into it in the bigger picture.
0: Yeah, it's the it's the furthering of the discernment mm-hmm. as we learn to rely on God instead of ourselves, right? Where that just continues. You continue to get new revelation on that. You continue to grow in that understanding. And so, like a, a, another nudge of encouragement. Um, and I want to share a story about like my own, like this is before I was clergy, but like my own knuckleheadedness, and and it'll kind of make all this make sense. But um, God is patient. God is love. God is gracious. God is kind. Jesus intentionally comes to get us on purpose, and so I'm not trying to say like there's no rush in the sense of like. And I don't mean like run the other direction to test it. What I mean by that is, you know, take a deep breath. God is at work. God is trustworthy to accomplish what God is trying to accomplish in you mm-hmm. because God cares about you specifically. And so it's not a freak out, like burn it down and collect the insurance type of mentality of like, oh no, I missed it. It's more of a um, learning to let that go. Mm-hmm. And let God fill it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no better time to start than now. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that, right, like understand that God is patient and kind, and you're not d- a disappointment. It's not like, oh, well, when I was 16, I knew what I was supposed to do and God I've been running from God for 30 years and I go, Cool. So when do we get started? Like it, it grace is new. Grace mm-hmm. is it, it mm-hmm. always, right? Like mm-hmm. it's so it's super cool. Um So I, uh, man, I, people are going to think badly of me. So I, uh, I met my wife, my now wife, Amanda, um, uh, years ago. Right. And I was working at a place at a church and there's some stuff happening there where I, I, I kind of knew God had called me out of that place, but I was holding on to it. And then some serious stuff went down. I was like, Oh, it's time to go. Um, and at this point in my life, I uh when you think of young, loud, very self-righteous Christian person, I probably fit that bill to like a T. But also like I in for the discernment, to be fair to myself, my my younger self, <laughs> is that but I always cared. Like the things I was trying to do for people was not because I was trying to hurt people or whatever. I, I cared immensely, just no tact and no, like, like, just very like ego, um, came across very egotistical. So, um, I like, in the churches I had been a part of, in the communities of faith that I've been a part of, I had gotten really hurt. i had seen other people get really hurt. And so I was essentially completely finished with the American church, the AC, because I was like listening to all these preachers, just validated my own stuff, which was like, God has abandoned us. We are terrible. We are an unrepentant group of all this other stuff, right? So I was like, well, fine. Then God, I want to go somewhere where people are ready for the gospel. Oh, man, I was hanging out with Did the you ever people. find that place? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, um uh like, two months before I get married, I go to Amanda and I go, hey, or like three or four or five months, whatever it was. I go, hey, I have this opportunity to go to Albania for like a month with a friend of mine who baptized me. Uh, and she was like, sure, do it. And I was like, all right. So I quit my job. I go to Albania for a month and uh, or whatever amount of time it was. And I meet these Albanians and they're like Italians. They're loud. They love they love to laugh and to dance. And more importantly, like they want the gospel. Like they are just these people who are hungry for Jesus. And I'm like, I've arrived. Like I'm I'm like, this is where I need to be. And it's me. So like <laughs> I know it's sound like I have go, ego. Like charisma fun. I have a way of talking to people that helps them understand things. Like I love people. I'm like all of, and so like, I'm just effective there too. So everything is just all the purposes in my life that I want are being met. Like, I mean, everything, the give and like the two-way street, I mean, it's just perfect. And I'm engaged to get married. So like, I'm like, well, I can't stay here. I know that. But like maybe we can come back. Like I maybe I come back and like talk to Amanda and maybe she wants to be part of, it or like we make something work, whatever it is, right? And so somebody who's working there at in Albany who lives there is like more of the like uh they're the permanent more permanent missionary, um, asks me, goes, Hey, like, have you considered staying or becoming like a full-time missionary because you are like you're called to this. Mm-hmm. And when I say the next part, this isn't because they misinterpret it. Um, I think our lives are also full of choices where God will bless and and things. So, um, so I'm like flattered because I don't think very highly of myself. I'm like, wow, okay, like that's incredible that you would trust me with people. Okay, cool. Like I don't know. So I go and and I'm in my room alone that night and I'm praying and I'm like, God, I know you called me over here. And I think I'm starting to understand why. Reveal (laughs) your truth to me. By the way, that's a very dangerous thing to ask. And so God comes to me and goes, I didn't call you over here. And I went, what? (laughs) And like, now God doesn't literally speak to me. I call these heart impressions or just feelings or understandings. Um, But very clearly, God's like, I did not call you here. Now, you've done great work here, and I have accomplished things here through you. And Kelly, that's wonderful. But you're supposed to be over there. And I'm like, but I hate it over there. Those people, they're terrible. Like, they don't want you. Like, I hate it there. And God's like, I didn't call you over here. Go back. Mm -hmm. And then years later... I'm a licensed pastor, but those years in between, I'm still like dealing with, oh, this place. And what I what I realized in a moment was, um, and this isn't where like I knew I was gonna be a pastor. Like that wasn't what this was. This was learning <laughs> that, oh God, I told you I was in. And I told you that I would do what you asked me to do. Um, and even then I was smart, and I would confer with Amanda before I made decisions for us. Um, But it was in that moment that I knew that, like, oh, I am willing to listen. Now we'll see if I'm willing to actually, like, do what you tell me to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had misheard Mm -hmm. my own vanity, my own ego, my own woundedness, whatever you want to call it. And none of the purposes of going over there were not good. It was a wonderful thing to go to. Yep. Albania is like on the back end of communism, like Christianity was an outlawed religion. Like they literally just got cars, personal cars in 2004. I mean, like like this place like needs love and not just prayers, but like all this other stuff. And this these people were doing this and it was wonderful to be a part of. And they're doing great work still. I'm still connected to it. Um, but I wasn't called there. Other people who had gifts and graces were, I was called to be over here. And um, it was a huge ego check. And I was like, oh, so God, like I can get fooled into doing really good stuff that I'm not, it doesn't mean you won't use it, but maybe I need to get around some other people. And this is where I started getting connected to mm-hmm. people that would speak that truth to me and go, I don't think that's what you're supposed to do. I'm like, oh. Um, So my encouragement with that, if you're watching or listening to this, is um, that wasn't a disqualification. God wasn't like, oh, I'm done with you. Right. How dare you. Uh, God even was kind of like, Kelly, we did great stuff here. I'm like, okay. Um, uh, And it wasn't like this final moment of like, well, and by the way, that's not the last time I misheard either. Uh <laughs> seems to be a consistent trend. Um, uh, but we are complicated people. We are formed people. We come from things. And as we are learning to discern the voice of God for ourselves and within community, you're going to break some eggs as you're trying to make an omelet. Mm-hmm. God
1: has patience for that. God is with you in that. Um well, and, and it's, I, I think we need to point out that breaking that egg, uh, mishearing God, didn't hurt anything in your life, didn't damage you or your relationships in any way. Mm-hmm. It helped you learn about yourself. It helped you learn about who God is and how God communicates with you personally. So that's not a failure. Nope. And it shouldn't, you know, it sh- we should never kind of consider those things failures if, if we're learning how to be with God. And learning, you know, with our with our whole hearts, trying to love God, and love our neighbors, and to to stay in love, we're going to learn, and we're going to grow, and we're gonna we're gonna find those places where we are fulfilled, and and grow in places that will prepare us for whatever's going to happen in the future.
0: Right, right. The only the only part of that, um, that I had a part in, was just saying yes, mm-hmm. right, and I think it's that simple. Is now the application of it's difficult. Um, but you know, the it was really cool to be able to come back here. And I'll tell you that that flight home from Albania was long. Uh it was very long. But but it was renewing in the sense of I came back with a totally different energy that I left. Um and that's one of the pivotal moments, there are many, where God was gracious to me as I'm understanding call and purpose, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I'm thankful. Um, now, I know for you, we've talked about a couple of years. Uh I love yours. Like, you're... you're when you knew that you were supposed to be clergy, now like you can share whichever ones you want. That's one of my favorites though because I love Christy, your wife. I, I love, and I'm like, I was like, it, it's like I was there. The way that you share it, I'm like, oh.
1: So, um, so what Kelly is referring to <laughs> is that uh, um, I I started to question was I being called to be clergy was I called to be going to seminary and doing all of those kind of things, quitting my job. Um, and during that, that process, uh, there was a point where it came clear to me. And I went in to tell my wife, Christy, and she was, um, I think she was in the kitchen at the time doing something. And I came up behind her and asked her or told her just said, Hey honey, I think I'm being called to, to be a pastor. And she turned around, looked me just, deadpan straight in the face and said no you're not and she turned back around and she started (laughs) continued doing whatever she was she was doing um she later told me you know i'm not um you're not called to be a clergy i hired a computer guy i mean i i married a computer guy um you're you know this is a bait and switch kind of thing that's (laughs) going on but you're not called to be a clergy and I'm not called Christy says to wear a calico frock and play piano which was her stereotype of what a pastor's wife uh would be uh responsible for. Yeah. And so, you know, so the uh it it took time. We both prayed about and mm-hmm. prayed together and met with our pastor and other uh you know, friends who were spiritually mature. Uh but it took I mean it was it was a a matter of years before we really, you know, found ourselves uh, in a different place because Mm of that. So it was not a, um, you know, drop of a hat kind of decision. It was a discernment process over a a long period of time um, before we knew and felt comfortable doing um, what God was calling us to do. Mm. And and um, when when we did it, we were both happy that we were doing it, but we were both on board before we took any step. Right.
0: Yeah. So, uh, eyeballs. Um, <laughs> something that uh, you know, I think is uh, similar in our stories. Um, and I, I love you and your wife. And I think you have a fantastic marriage. It's it, you're people that I look at and I go, I want that. Uh, that's great. And we have that. But you've just been married longer, so like you surround yourself with people who are good at the things you want to be good at, and it's wonderful. Uh, already learning a lot. Because uh, I have a lot to learn, um but if you have people in your life that are directly affected by the decisions you're making, mm-hmm. I think it's very important hear me is that we are talking about personal calling, right lived out mm-hmm. in a communal sense mm-hmm. that is also in conjunction with the people that that directly affects. Mm-hmm. This is another thing that I have been around that has caused all kinds of issues is I don't think God is a God who's like, all right, well, forget the kids (laughs) like, bye-bye. Uh, you know, like it's important that we're talking. I, I think it's, it's important to understand too, is like we're talking about discerning this through community, people you trust and care about. Um, but especially if you're with somebody where this directly affects their life, um, I love that you two mm-hmm. were on board. Mm-hmm. Amanda was also on board. Now we've joked. I'm like, you still like, like, are we still on board? Like, like, are we like, right. you know, uh, because you go through stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But, but in that, um, I think that's part of that fulfillment we're talking about. I think that's part of the call and the purpose we're talking about is. Even though you might be called as an individual with how you were created and, and living to the fullest expression of your mm-hmm. your personhood, I think God also accounts for doing that with people that you care about that depend on you. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I've seen it go very badly, and not just with clergy. I mean, like in general, it's like, well, I know God's supposed to do wants me to do this, and I go, "Wait, you emptied your entire retirement savings yeah, yeah. and all the kids' college funds to do what? Yeah." I'm like, you don't feel the dreams, it, that, man. That's a movie.
1: <laughs> you know, I've hung out with some monks, and that they, they every monastery has a story about somebody coming to the front door and saying, "I've been called to be a monk and to live the monastic life." And the whoever answers the door follows up, will you know, about their life, and finds out that they're married and they have kids, and that they've left them to come be in the monastery. And the monks' reply is always, "You need to go back to your family. You're called there first. Wow. Um, so evidently, that's a common story across different monasteries. Um, and when you start talking with monks, you can you can hear those stories. But this this idea of being mishearing and the consequences that that can have I mean, it's it's amazing to hear those stories. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think maybe. My, I've talked so much today, Dave. Thanks. I'm trying to save your voice. Uh, that's what this is. Yeah, that's what it uh, is. <laughs> um, but my, I guess my my final thought is um, going back to what I, I would consider big and grandiose and important. Right? Is God is a God of like the ordinary right it's the little things it's the moment to moment it's the living intentionally out these things where like i might not think it's significant um and there's this maybe there's this part of me that's wounded or hurt that thinks like if i then go do this big grandiose thing then i'm important and i matter and i'm fulfilling my purpose as opposed to like you are important um you matter to god and 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 it's <laughs> Even though I'm trying to like not be like super egocentric and, and and internal, right, with this, but like you're not lacking. It's not like God mm-hmm. calls you and goes, "Listen, you complete screw up, nasty, terrible, like evil, like incapable person." The way I understand it is, God's like, "Oh no, I've given you everything. You're called. Like mm-hmm. you are lacking nothing to do the things that I've called you to do." And I go. It's like giving an eight-year-old power tools. Like, like no, but, but in that, right, it's, um, it's not thinking one day that then God will finally use me because I have some status or I have a title or I have influence or I have these other things. And I also don't mean that of like, you know, uh, how do I get all those things? I mean it more in the sense of like, God has called you, like you matter you are important and like you are wonderful you are created in your in the image of your creator and um learning how to like live that way intentionally is the purpose and the fulfillment mm-hmm. um and it's in my opinion it's everything the opposite right of what we say the world but like sin or woundedness teach us right it's like oh we're lacking and oh we're not good and oh we're like this but God is all these things and so it, to to close it's um understanding that God has promised to walk through that with you
1: mm-hmm.
0: will not abandon you um and you if you if you lean into that and and you and you trust, like, not that you trust, like, I always feel like trust comes at the back end of, fa- like, struggle, right? It's like, oh, God, you never left, and I'm like, I thought you did. Um, but you are not some discarded thing that has no purpose and no value. Uh, you have all the value, all mm. the worth, like, you mm. matter so much, and mm. so leaning into that in a way where also everybody else does too, Yes, um, I think is,
1: is, man, what a world it would be we all just did that, right? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it, it occurs to me that the the sin of pride that makes us feel more than mm-hmm. um, everyone else um, is something that called def- this call defeats mm-hmm. because call puts us where we're needed mm-hmm. and where we fit. Not It doesn't put us above. Right. It puts us with, and it puts us with the... The people in the places where God wants us to be and sharing the love and the grace that God has given to us to then live out our communal lives together. I love
0: that. God doesn't call you above. God calls you with. Mm-hmm. That's a seminary degree right there, <laughs> folks. Right there. Right there. Uh, I have like half an hour of monologuing, and Dave's like, nah, man, listen. <laughs> I love it. I what a what a place to end the podcast. Amen. Uh, I love it, brother. You want to pray us out? Sure. Let yeah. us pray.
1: Oh gracious God, as we continue to live out our stories, as we are in the midst of them being incomplete, without a a, a nice finishing uh, a paragraph that ties it all up in a neat little bow. Lord, help us as we continue to walk with you, to hold your hand as we discover our path together to allow you to lead us into the places where you want us to be as you equip us to be in those places. Oh, Lord, help us always to focus on you and what you're doing within us, what you're doing within our community and in the world. Lord, help Mm -hmm. us to see how your grace fixes everything, how it makes a difference in a broken world, and that we are part of that world, and that you want us there. And you want us sharing the grace that changes a broken world into the kingdom that you desire. Oh, Lord, these things we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Pastor Kelly. And I'm Pastor Dave.
0: And we'll see you on the next one.